This is Zach from She-Wolf Pizza, and this is the She-Wolf Foodcast. Thank you to Osiris Pinto for the intro music. Check him out, soundcloud.com backslash time. That's key with two E's and no Y. This week's show is sponsored by Farm to Me. Farm to Me, for all your small batch food needs. Go support local producers and their products. I know the guys at Farm to Me. I use Farm to Me. They're a great resource. Go check them out. Welcome back for our second She Wolf Foodcast. I'm Zach Simon founder of She-Wolf Pizza, and uh, we're here for episode two of our podcast, and it's also our small business uh, startup series. Last week, we began with discussing the logo and how to go about doing it, what you're looking at, and why I believe ultimately you should wait, but because most of you I know won't, and Really, some of you need something right away. We also discussed the ways to go about doing that. Now, this week, I wanted to discuss actually starting the business plan because I, again, found there were no real good resources out there on the internet. There were a few, uh, and we're going to go over them with you today. This uh, will probably be a little bit shorter podcast uh, because like I said, there's not a ton on it. Uh, ultimately, I will be posting a, a rough draft version of my business plan so that people can take a look and actually see a full completed one in action. But you know that's going to be later on down the road once we finalize things with investors and you know have had time to go through and edit it, change, some of it we can't put out all the personal we can't be a hundred percent transparent with that but we do want to use it as a tool i put in all the work and uh we want to give it out for people to use and benefit from open source so yeah let's uh jump into it here the first resource i wanted to talk about is bplans.com that's just the letter b followed by the word plans.com. I mean, I guess this is almost like the Wikipedia of business plans. Um, It shouldn't be used 100%. Obviously, they're just made up generic uh, outlines for, I mean, they have hundreds of business plans. It's actually, the site's very impressive. Just scroll through it from pet groomers to internet online marketplace startups to food startups to coffees like anything you can think of plumbing they have a generic business plan for it that's really impressive and you get a sense of like it's just good to kind of get outside yourself and your expertise sometimes and just kind of look at the meta the whole situation i think it helps in overall absorption of something you don't understand. Um, But 
I would say the real weakness with bplans.com is that it's just a truncated generic version of everything. So the good parts are it'll have an executive, like if you're like me and you knew nothing, if you didn't know executive summary from a mission statement, from a vision statement, from, you know, uh, I'm blanking now, but just, you know, any and all of these individual components, <clears throat> marketing plan, sales plan, all that stuff, B plan is actually not a bad place to start. It kind of just, it puts you on a track. You might have a long way to go on that track, but you're no longer starting from nothing. So I went to B plans and I basically just outlined it. Like I, I do good with tactile. So I write and I would take, you know, a legal pad and I just one executive summary. Sorry, just uh, pulling up my own business plan here. So, yeah, after the uh, usually executive summary or some kind of lead-in, uh, you lay down the object objectives of the business plan. And, like, I don't mean, like, in this business plan we're going to cover but I mean, like, why is your pro? What's the objective? Like, we offer our customers a superior product. We're innovative and forward thinking and the avant garde of tree removal, whatever it is. Usually followed by your mission, keys to success, and so on. So, let me go through this again because. One is the executive summary, like I said. But underneath that, then objectives becomes 1-1. One, one. Mission becomes 1-2. Keys to success, 1-3. And, you know, again, I, I suggest you go to bplans.com. Just find any business plan that, that kind of relates to what you're looking to do. I'm not sure what field you may be in. I'm guessing most people here are in some form of hospitality or want to go into hospitality. But I don't know, maybe you are from tree removal. Maybe approaching it from that point of view makes more sense to you. Whatever it is, there's it's not going to be too dramatically different in the beginning. And don't worry too much now. You, If you want to get a pen and paper and write all this down, feel free. But, you know, I would go to businessplan, bplans.com and go along with us. I'm going to be actually going through my own resume. I'm sorry, my own business plan. But like I said, it's not too much different. The next resource I wanted to talk about was university business plans. Again, templates, templates, or sometimes actual ones that students have put online. And I'm just going to talk uh, quickly about a couple I remember off the top of my head. I believe Western Michigan has one. I know UVM has one. I know my alma mater UNLV had one that was really good, actually. Sunshine Cafe, I believe, 
it's called, and Harvard. Now, Harvard is known for their business plan competition. Um, this was, now looking back, it is a very good resource. It's super clean. It's a super nice business plan, but it's a lot different than what I needed to do. A restaurant has a lot of moving parts, like a ton of moving parts. You basically have a factory that you produce food. It's a food factory. So it's not just like creating an app and linking people. It can't be described necessarily or all the time, I should say, in such a truncated manner. But man, that was a really cool, clean business plan uh, that they had for the Harvard business plan contest. So again, all these things are just a click. It took me a lot of time to like find a lot of this stuff again, maybe because I'm an idiot, but I think it's just, I was starting from scratch and you have to, when you start from scratch, you have to build a foundation. Once you get a foundation and a framework of where you're going, it's a lot easier. So that's really what I'm hoping to do today is to kind of help you guys. I mean, like, like quick creep, just pour, this is your foundation. Like I'm giving you all the resources you should need to like day one, be able to get something in the books. The next resource I wanted to talk about, the third resource I wanted to talk about is internet websites where these are already published. Um, some of them are obviously like websites that make them for people and somehow they're just open sourced, I guess, as like um, trials. They let you see what they can do for you and you send them information. They generate these. Basically, you don't have to spend the time to do your own business plan. I don't know. It Like I understand it. And in the beginning, I was like, why am I doing all this work? I could just send some numbers to some people like do minimum research and they'll generate this plan that I'm kind of using as an outline anyway, it would save me a lot of time. Um, Cause my business plan took me almost two years to write. I mean, it was, there's without COVID to be honest, there was no way I would have really been able to do it in a reasonable amount of time. Uh, it took me a long time to research it, a long time to figure it out and a long time to really write it and get it right. It's, it's a very personal thing, which is why I think, even in the beginning when it's so tough, uh, you really resist wanting to like copy someone else's, which is again, why I'm not worried about putting mine out there. But I, I mean, it's just a plan. People can read the plan. It's not like they're gonna copy your idea. And if they do, it just means you have a really good idea. Anyway, so the resource specifically I was talking about in this example was slideshare.net slash Kristen McGinnis MBA slash food hash truck hash business hash plan hash one four four eight two seven zero five one and then one the a resource that really helped me a lot uh, was called I don't even know how to read this, but if you Google Continental Business Plan Consulting, John Walker, any provider, and I'll put, I'll put a link for this in the website, but I've had to find it a couple times because they keep putting it behind a paywall. 
But when I found this, I knew, oh, I could see exactly how it broke down. Like section one, executive summary. One, one, objectives. One, two, mission and vision. One, three, keys to success. One, four, startup costs and funding. One, five, company ownership. One, six, products and services. One, seven, market. One, eight, strategy. One, nine, management. One, ten, financials. One, eleven, investor considerations. One, twelve, disclaimer. Two point oh, company summary. Two, one, startup summary. Two, two, startup funding, etc., etc. You see what I'm talking about. Uh, it really, like, really helped make a big difference in how I was approaching this, how I thought I would need to approach it. And I really saw the drawbacks to leaning so hard on vplans.com in the beginning. But I don't really blame myself, and I wouldn't blame you that, because there, like I said, not a ton of resources out there. I think all along I knew bplans.com was exactly what I thought it was. Like Denny Green says, you are who you thought you were or some shit like that. I don't remember. But, like, it was too generic. You'd fill in the blanks logically and you kind of wrote your own bullshit around there. Bullshit, like, you know, like you do whenever you copy someone else's work. But it was, like, so short and so generic like, it really didn't really help. But at least with the Continental Startup Business Plan, which was, I think, they wanted, in the business plan, they wanted to bring it to a bank to seek additional revenue for a business that already existed. But it doesn't matter. Like, I was able to take the, just from the, if I didn't have the rest of the business plan and I just had the table of contents, that enough would have been gold. It would have set me on my way. I understand I have enough of education to understand that this is going to be a long thing. Everything's going to be, you know, not a page long, probably more like paragraphs, but sometimes you're going to have long sections. It, we're, there's going to be a lot of indentations and a lot of 4.1, 4.12, 4.12.23, 4 like, a lot of minutia bullshit, <clears throat> but at least now I have a structure and it might not be perfect, but I can get it to a form because we all have that friend, that business, that like the dude in your group who has the MBA or who like has the wall street job. You can get it to a form where you can bring it to them and be like, here, I wrote this, like I did this. I know it's not great. I didn't go to business school, but it's more than just like $10 times a thousand products on the back of a bar napkin and coming up with like some bullshit numbers you think about, but don't really think about, you really get into the nuts and bolts of your business because you're forced to like the pre accounting, the startup expenses was like a real big a real big eye opener for me. And then you start doing scheduling and employees and you realize how much it costs to hire one single employee and how much it's gonna cost to hire three employees. And chances are you didn't take the time to even go in and figure out taxes and unemployment and all that other shit that comes on top of just their 
paid. Because employees cost you more than just what you pay them. And the inventory. And the costing of all the recipes. And your menu. And your marketing plan. And your sales. And a SWOT analysis. And all these things I never knew of. And then when you get done with the business plan, you spend so much time doing it. Like for me, it was like a lot of financials. I did monthly, almost daily sales for six years, projected sales. Took a lot of time. But I, if I'm putting all this time into the business plan, I'm going to put all this time into the financials. And when I'm done, I was like, so now I just have a business plan. I was looking on the internet. I found... There's an angel investor site by this guy, Kevin O'Leary. I'm sure most of you know who I'm talking about, this guy, uh, from Shark Tank. But he had this site that he was supporting. And I went to go submit my business plan. I, you know, maybe I could get some random startup capital. And it asked me for a pitch deck. I didn't know even what a pitch deck was, much like I didn't know what a business plan was or even what that really meant. Like, I... I kind of had an idea, but I didn't, you know, just like I had an idea what a business plan was, but I really had no fucking clue. So then that took me down a whole nother rabbit hole. And we'll talk about pitch decks uh, in the, uh, maybe next week. I'm not sure. Next week I might do uh, the financials. I haven't decided yet. But, you know, you spend all this time. If you, I wouldn't have. Let me put it this way. I wouldn't have gotten to the pitch deck if I had just given bplan.com my numbers and had someone auto-generate a fucking business plan for me. Because I wouldn't have given a shit. But I spent so much time doing everything myself and thinking through everything and teaching myself everything that now, fuck it. Like, let's do a pitch deck. Guy Yamasaki says it's only like 10 slides, right? Mine was a little longer. Because I, you know, there's just some like introduction and whatever bullshit. I think mine was like 20 slides. It's almost more of like a lean Canva. Can or I'm sorry, lean canvas business plan meets pitch deck. But it's good. Uh, and that's a whole other thing, the pitch deck. Again, I had no idea where to start. Luckily for pitch decks, there's way more info. Like you can just Google top silicon valley pitch decks of the last decade and like uber and square and all those companies their pitch decks are all public and even if they're not the actual pitch deck someone put together good enough work again that you can understand where to go and you're not starting from nothing but i'm getting distracted the um after the pitch deck oh lean camp yes so a lean canvas, before I even got started writing a business plan, I had probably done like three to five, what I thought were real, but now in hindsight I realized were like bullshit lean canvases. But if you're intimidated by just this, the sheer like, awesomeness and by awesomeness i mean like overwhelmingness of like one of these big thick juicy corporate business plans that you've either seen uh because i had the mis 
fortune of seeing one and I wish I didn't because it just really made me that much more self-conscious about what I was doing myself. But it also, at least, I guess I knew the standard. Um, but I would say it, it just gave me more anxiety than help. I forgot what I was talking about. Hold on. The lean canvas, right. So a lean canvas, there's a book, I forget who wrote the book. Let me look it up now. Lean canvas book. It's actually an audio book too. Or I'm sorry, it's a free PDF book, I believe. Only. Okay, it's called The Lean Startup. That's what it's called. It's 1714 or 1775 on Amazon. It's by Eric Reese. That's E R I C R I E S. Um, this was, or I would say, the first thing I listened to that really helped me and made sense. I also I do good with audio stuff, so hearing this guy talk about like the lean canvas and what that actually was and what it meant and I don't know just being disruptive I don't know it was a good good thing for me to hear but anyway you can just type lean canvas into Google images and I'm actually because we're talking about tree removal I'm just gonna put in tree removal business see if there's a lean canvas for that and there is no no tree remove but there is a tree savers lean canvas so again like i said these are like well-known things i just didn't know about and hopefully you already do know about but if you didn't now you do so anyway if you just Google restaurant lean canvas example, you're bound to find more than what you're looking for. I mean, this isn't a lean canvas podcast. It's a business plan uh, podcast, but it's a good resource. And I wanted to go over it and you're like, oh, what the fuck's a lean canvas? So basically it's like, take a piece of paper, turn it sideways, fold the bottom third, up right so you crease it and then you got like five columns across the top you know use that bottom fold as like a whatever uh, a denoter like a break point and then on the far left column it would be key partners and that's like who do you work with to lower your costs who are you going to work with to optimize operations, optimize resources, activities, efficiencies. Uh, then in the second column, there'd be a top piece, which would be key activities. And that's related to like production, delivery, problem solving, ops, etc. Then right below key activities on the same column, but separate would be key resources. And that's what do we need in order to deliver the solution? So is it a physical thing like a fast, uh, an electric car? Or is it a human being like a high-end chef? 
or maybe like a I don't know, like someone really talented. Do you need, uh, you know, human capital? And then in the middle would be your value proposition. That's the part of the business plan I had such a hard time remembering before. And the value proposition is what problem do we solve and how do we solve it? And then elements of design, status, the price, the newness, the performance. What is differentiating you? Why do people want to come and use your product? Why will they seek you out? Then just to the right of that in a top bubble, kind of like your key activities bubble, but on the other side of value proposition would be customer relations. What does the customer expect? Is it a personal experience, transactional? Like what? For a she-wolf, for instance, it would be like a smooth and effortless ordering interface, something or other, and high-quality, organic-sourced, farm-when-possible ingredients, nothing but the highest quality, etc. Maybe for something like Apple, it's uh, sleek, you know, avant-garde design or for tesla it would be you know a, a green forward-thinking cool product you get the idea and under customer relations is the channels you know sales channels how do we deliver where can do we deliver how can the customers find us etc and then on the far right the column would be customer segments so like a target market who needs our solution, who will need it in the future, how old are they, what's the demographic, what's their sociological, physiological, demographical profile needs, wants, etc. And then on that bottom third of paper that we fold in in half, if you draw a line down the middle, on the left would be cost structure, and that specifically would be how much will our resources, activities, and partners cost? And then, like, is our product cost or value-driven? Are the costs fixed, variable? Do they have both? And I find restaurants work good as examples just because they are both. We have both fixed costs, right? Those are our rent, our electricity generally all those things are going to be the same even payroll i mean i know payroll is technically a variable cost but you should have it nailed in enough where it is actually a fixed cost and then variable costs like food costs uh beverage costs things that change uh fairly you know different from month to month and then on the bottom right hand side that would be revenue streams what are customers willing to pay? How will we get paid? Like is electronic cash business online? Can they order it digitally? Do they have to come to us to actually get it? Etc. Etc. And you know, is there any additional usually for uh, food there isn't, but like is there a licensing fee, subscription fees, usage fees? Again, not always, but if you run a restaurant, sometimes you run into that stuff with music. Um, and if you kind of look 
at your lean Canva now if you sketch one out with your value proposition should kind of squarely be in the middle costs on the left and then like ways to make money on the right it's kind of how it breaks down and honestly like if I had to start this process over again I think I would start with the lean Canva like I didn't know what a value proposition was I didn't know like how that even worked so when I saw lean Canva I was able like all these elements kind of helped me as I went some of them I didn't use right away, like Lean Canvas. I started with it, and then I circled back to it again when I actually got to the value proposition. I was trying to really – I knew what my value proposition was, but I have a tough time kind of explaining myself simply. There's a lot of just, I don't know, peripheral shit. I just have a tough time like just making the point concise and well, and this helped me. And to get to my point about the Lean Canva, all these things, the value proposition, the key partners, revenue streams, channels, customer segments, I, if I had to do it over again, I would start with this. And I would also include, and we'll get to this in a second, the executive summary, mission, vision, statements. And I would do a... A slide a PowerPoint I use canva I know it gets confusing lean canvas canva is a tool we talked about last week um, on our logo designing but you can create you know slides just like a PowerPoint I just like canva better I like working in it and I would do individual slides for all of these and that'll be also a good foundation for your pitch deck which will streamline this even more. And that's why I don't think the lean canvas is a waste of time. Uh, I don't really think it's a waste of time anyway, but it's like, it's a doubly good tool because it actually is like the building blocks of the pitch deck, in my opinion. So anyway, I'm gonna run through <clears throat> the sections of my business plan. And one day this will be posted online, but this is really like just to help you guys. And I'm gonna, my business plan as of now is 70 pages. <clears throat> so I'm not gonna read all of it, obviously. I'm not gonna read any of it per se, but I'm gonna go through each section now in depth. I guess this won't be a shorter podcast than last week, but. Okay, so again, first thing we see is the logo and the cover page. This is why I started with the logo last week, because despite what anyone says, you know, pictures worth a thousand words, whatever, we're very visual. People want the logo. I get that. I understand the human condition, hence episode one logo, right? So top logo. Underneath, She Wolf Business Plan, prepared by Zachary Simon, She Wolf Pizza Corp, a benefit corporation, 2021, New York, New York, She Wolf Pizza, gmail.com, She Pizza. That's my first page. So you can see it's not all, it's 70 pages, but it's not whatever. So then my executive summary is one zero. And that 
She will Pizza intends to operate as a vertically integrated ghost kitchen, mobile caterer, and farm startup based in New York City. New York City offering delivery, curbside pickup, and slices to go with a very small section of establishment dedicated towards serving dining customers. The pizzeria will borrow heavily from the New York style pizzerias we grew up in. We grew up with as kids with a strong emphasis on modernization, sustainability, technology, and fun. And then there's a few, you know, underneath the purpose of this plan is to show I want investments and you'll, you'll get all this. And I don't want to tell you too much because you'll do it your own way. But anyway, so that's one zero executive summary. Then 1.1 objectives. You could say business objectives and mine just offer our customers modern, sustainable pizza services at a reasonable price, generate positive cash flow. And I have roughly eight or nine of these objectives. The next is our dream, vision, and mission statements. We added a dream statement just because it's important to think big and we don't ever want to like, dude, we just want to fucking push it. You got to have a dream. Our dream is to like serve pizza on fucking Mars. Okay. It's a dream statement. People laugh. That's why it's a dream. You know, like how cool would that be? She will pizza fucking like a Sabaro on Mars. I'm going for it, guys. What the fuck are you doing? Okay. One, three, core value and principles, right? Uh, this is just a note here. Uh, Rich Keller, check him out. He talks about mission-driven businesses, mission-driven branding. Uh, that was a great resource. We'll get to that later on. But you want to figure out what your core value as a company is. Uh, ours is transparency. Under the core value is a subcategory of core principles. Then one four, our keys to success. One five, startup costs and funding. Underneath that, I have a table of the startup costs that I designed in Keynote. One six, company ownership. And that's how uh, me and my investors broke down the company and then there's a subsection in case we get an investor, how the investor percentage that's left over and how company ownership will go after that. One seven, uh, products and services. So food, beverages, digital offerings. And for us, we do philanthropy. Uh, maybe you do something else, but you know, whatever be included here. Then one eight would be the market. So, you know, New York City, Metropolitan Market, Los Angeles, Oxnard, California, Grapevine, Texas. What's your market? South Lake. Um, and then 181, or I'm sorry, 1.8.1, targeted market segments. Uh, 19 would be your competitive strategy. And then one. Point one zero would be management. One point eleven financials. That's where you do all your, you know, you, you give us five thousand dollars in ten years, we'll give you back two hundred. You know that stuff. One eleven a general disclaimer. You know because COVID unfavorable economic conditions. Business plan is designed to help. Investors understand risks and benefits and blah, blah, blah. You'll write your own disclaimer. Um, then section 2.0 
would be company summary. Uh, and that is like the executive summary and company summary, all these things I've learned. There's, there's a lot of overlap, but they are slightly different. So the executive summary is just generally about the business. The company summary is kind of like about the business as in like small b, like the actual maybe location, but I didn't want you to emphasize the location. So it'd be like, for us, it's like, at our restaurant, we'll be serving these types of pizzas, this types of drinks, our menu items will be priced at roughly this point. And this is all a short, it's like two paragraphs in length, but it's actually like seven paragraphs. You know, it's one of those like bullet point paragraphs style. 2.1 startup summary and this is like kitchen and kitchen equipment what we're planning to use the money for a complete list of equipment to be purchased and you know all this stuff um, what type of oven we are going to use office supplies general but they're all general examples because we have an actual chart that accompanied our business plan it's in the appendix section Anyway, 2.2, startup funding, how we're going to plan to get startup funding. 2.3, company ownership. And then section 3.0, products and services. So then food was a big uh, subcategory. And that's literally everything we're making. Beverages, every single fucking beverage we do. Uh, our digital offerings, Everything we're offering digitally, loyalty rewards, it's, and everything we're doing philanthropy-wise. 3.1 was our actual business model. And this section really was like one of the last to crystallize for us. Um, we basically just took the slide <coughs> from our company vision and kind of just explained everything. I don't know how to really explain it, but... Like I said, for me, I'm visual, so it's like I kind of just map the business flow from like or a customer ordering to like making the thing to attracting return customers. And I took that diagram and I used that as my uh, business model. Uh, then underneath that, we have the business side of it and then like the food, the pizza side of it. Um, and then incentives for return customers, how we're tracking inventory, the employees, just the whole, literally, like I said, the business model, like everything and how it's getting sold, how we're running it. Section 3.1 was our competitive landscape. So directly underneath was direct competitors. And then that was all the local competitors then we have indirect competitors, and these were all other pizzerias we're kind of competing with. Other restaurants in our area, high, higher end, green options, and then ethnic competitors. I put, you know, Mexican, Chinese, Indian. Um, these are all lumped together underneath, like I call them sub-competitors. They're even, they're indirect competitors technically, but it's like, they're not really, so I lump those all together. Section 4.0, this is market analysis summary. So 
again, are you opening in Los Angeles? Are you opening in Utah, Scottsdale, Arizona, Flagstaff, Arizona? Where are you opening? What's your market? What's the actual market for the business you're doing? Like pizza in our case. And then your market segmentation. What are the segments of the market that you are hoping to attract? Right? That's 4-1. 4-2, your target market segment strategy. Now that you've targeted these people, how do you intend to get them as your customers? Section 5 is your value proposition statement. This for us is very similar to our mission statement, which you can read on our website, SheWolfGotPizza. So we're not going to go over it here. But it was just a little more in depth. It kind of we have a few aspects to our business, so it instead of just one mission statement, it's like an overarching mission statement for our the different aspects of our business. I don't want to confuse anybody, so I'll just stop with that. Section five one strategy and implementation uh, summary, like what's our plan of attack, letting people know we exist, how are we going to gain market share, how are we going to retain our customer base, uh, are we going to expand, if so, how, what's our plan for that. Section 5.1 was a SWOT analysis. SWOT stands for strength, weakness, opportunities, and I forgot what T is. T is threats, right? So what's the strength of your business? And we listed all the strengths. What are your weaknesses? 5.1.2, 5.1.3, opportunities. 5.1.4, what are the threats? 5.2, what's our competitive edge? So we list all those. 5.3, what's our sales strategy? Again, this is something because i'm not a salesperson i'm not a marketing person that didn't really crystallize in terms of explanation how i could explain it to people until i watched a podcast i forgot his name i will have to go back and leave it in the show notes uh but he started linkedin and he has a really good like business podcast uh, for beginners you know it's really super useful especially if you're writing a business plan like i encourage you i was on two road trips this year to california and back both times and it's like i love music but i can only listen to so much music I, smart pizza marketing restaurant technology uh this other restaurant technology restaurant hardcore or something i don't remember but all of them as terrible as they were just like this podcast i'm sure is terrible and we're fucking great. I learned a lot. There was a lot of people interviewed. Like, people I would never heard of. Like, random small trucks, food trucks from Austin, Texas. And the the guy from Chowley did it. And, like, had a, I didn't even know what Chowley was and integrations. I just learned a lot about Toast, KDS, and, like, all these things. I was talking to my wife about this. We had a, um, a little... I made a mistake with the website the other day and I had to deal with a customer who was upset. And just, I was talking about like the difference in being a chef 
and how comfortable I am in that versus completely being a novice as an owner operator. And that's really like you, that's what you start to learn in these podcasts. Like just about just all the different sides of operations. I know as chefs, like we think we have it all down, but there's like from technology to music to licensing. And there's a lot of stuff we don't know. Anyway, I'll get on with it. Five, three sales strategy. We were talking about uh, five, four sales forecasts. And just for that, I plugged in uh, the financial models actually from my uh, pitch deck because they were a little more concise and like easier to read, had some different numbers, which we'll go over in the pitch deck, mo- uh, pitch deck podcast and the sales chart. 5.4.1 sales potential, and that was um, just the amount of people in the town versus the amount of times the amount of people who would eat pizza. Like, it was a whole formula. You can just uh, Google, like, a sales potential market formula if you're interested in putting one in. Uh, 5.5, our marketing strategy. 5.51, customer experience. customer engagement, 5.4.3 customer retention, 5.5.4 customer perception, marketing channels, secondary marketing channels, 5.5 pricing strategy, 5.6 sourcing strategy like equipment, food, etc. 5.7 location and facilities, 6.0 management summary, uh, 7.0 was my break-even analysis, so that's just graphs and papers. 7.2, projected cash flow. That's was a lot of work. Um, again, that goes back to the bplan.com thing. I would have never have done this if I just did hired someone to do my business plan. But then I did, like I said, all the financials by hand. Then I did... 72, you know, monthly over six years, profit and loss statements by hand. Then what's next? Cash flow analysis. Well, we need to do one of those. So let's track all the money and where that's going to go. It was a lot of work, actually. But it's, you know, these are all things you need to fucking do. I don't think people really understand this, which is why this, I thought this was going to be short because I didn't want to, I knew how long it could be. But it's important, and I hope people listen to it. At least people that are interested and want to do a good job, because a lot of people don't. Section 8 is the appendix, and in here I have the menus, to-go menus, beverage menu, mobile catering menu, online menu. 8.5 is projected startup table from Excel, and 8.6 is all my projected profit and loss statements. For the next six years, 8.7 was projected scheduling for the next six years, and that was the last thing. So I hope you guys found this interesting. I know uh, I know it might be a little overwhelming, but it, it's a lot of information. It might be a little dry, too. I understand that. I just wanted to get through it, and hopefully it's a good resource for you guys feel free please to email me 
Zach at SheWolf.Pizza or SheWolfPizza at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I got a couple questions last week. I'm going to save uh, up until I get a bunch. I'm not really getting a ton right now, but I'm going to save them up and then I'm just going to do a podcast answering some of your questions. So I'm actually surprised some people have been actually watching this and listening and also Instagram. We're starting to get a few people following. So thanks a lot. Hope you enjoy. Make sure to check us out at SheWolfPizza, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SheWolfFoodCast on your, give us a five-star rating. We'd really appreciate that. And yeah, that's it, man. SheWolfPizza, check us out. We're doing big things. Peace.